Thanks for joining in on this episode of the Wander Mom Diaries. If it's your first time listening, then welcome. I'm so glad you're here. This podcast is for mothers like you who love adventure, travel, and having fun, but are finding it difficult to find the time or want to know how to relieve the stress and anxiety that comes along with life's endeavors. You'll learn tips and tricks from mothers from around the world, along with some solo cast episodes by me, Mandy, your host of the show. This episode is one of those solo casts. It's actually my first. I will be going over four strategies you can apply today to start making more time for yourself, even if it feels impossible. I just want to let you know in advance that even though I share many stories and examples for mothers of young babies, the tips for time management I encourage you to try can apply to anyone at any stage of life and even be tips for work-life balance. If you like this podcast, it would be amazing if you would give it a review. It helps it get discovered and help more mamas. Let's dive into the episode about why time management is important and strategies you can use to start prioritizing you and your health today. Hello, and welcome to this episode on the Wander Mom Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Mandy, and today I will be doing a solo cast, which means that it's just me talking to you, and I don't have a guest for this topic. So today I wanted to talk to you about ways to strategically make time for yourself. As a mother, it's no surprise that breaks are critical, uh, not just for your physical health, but also for your mental health. They are a necessity, not a luxury. So why do we feel guilty taking them, taking these breaks? During my first year of motherhood, I was lucky enough to have help after she was three months old. Before that, we were in a different country during a pandemic, so no visitors allowed, unfortunately. But when we came home, it was great to have that that help. And we were just surrounded by people going out of their way to help us have a smooth transition. And uh, even with the help, it was a crazy year. My husband and I were both starting new jobs. Mine was for the most part remote. His was not remote. um, And he had to start going into work for his new position. We were pretty much homeless. I know that sounds harsh, but (laughs) we didn't have a home. We were looking for a house. We were jumping between my parents and his parents, and they were so great in helping us um, have a place to stay while we searched for a home. And in this market for the pandemic, if you tried to buy a house, (laughs) you know how difficult it was. But eventually we were able to find a place to live. But just in addition to all of that, our baby was still young and she was going through many different stages and phases in her life. And it was, it was hard on, on me and it was hard on everybody, I think, but particularly me because I was nursing and she would refuse to take a bottle. So I don't know what caused that. Uh, We tried really hard to have her take a bottle, but it just wasn't happening. And I was worried about her weight and getting enough nutrients. So that really limited me. And to the point where I had to actually nurse her in the parking lot during my lunch breaks, um, at work when I did have to go in. And it just led to me really not having a lot of time to take a break for myself. 
between having to nurse every few hours. It was it was just nearly impossible for me to find actual time for myself that was more than you know, the, the two hours that I had in between feedings, but I did it for her and I don't regret it. It's just that it gave me an opportunity to reflect and make, uh, having a break for myself, a priority because I can feel myself breaking down. I could feel myself just getting weaker and weaker from lack of exercise. I could feel myself just being mentally drained from not having an escape and if you are listening to this and are feeling the same way or or have felt the same way, just know that there is light at the end of the tunnel. She is now 15 months old, going on 16 months, and things are much easier now. Now that she is older, she is drinking milk from a sippy cup. So just that alone has been a huge help because I don't need to be there for her feedings anymore. And that has led to to me being able to physically leave. I even was able to do a weekend trip away and that felt amazing. So just know that if you are really struggling and you are, you have a very young baby and you just don't know when or how to find time for yourself, just know that as they get older, it does get better. It does get easier to find those times. They get more independent. And I'm just speaking now (laughs) after I wrote this, uh, I wrote this blog post about finding time for yourself many months ago. So it's a nice reflection of what I was thinking then and what I'm experiencing now. And I can positively say that things are much better now. I even was able to pursue this podcast, which is something that I wanted to do for my creativity and mental exercising. Um, in my free time. So despite me telling you that it's just going to get better with time, um, I do actually have some strategies to help you in the moment now, whether your baby is one month or five months or, or 10 months. It's something that you can do no matter how old they are. Number one is to physically remove yourself from the scene. This is difficult. I mean, it was difficult for me when I worked at home because I I physically didn't leave for work. It was a blessing and a curse. I loved being there for my child and it was very easy to nurse her when I needed to because I was just already home. But you need to get out of the house. (laughs) You need to actually leave once in a while, even if it's 15 minutes, 30 minutes or two hours, whatever you can take a break for lunch and actually get outside and go for a walk. That really helps just de-stress you. The fresh air feels good. Um, Try and make a habit of this, whether it's try to make consistent time at least every day to do this, whether it's uh, you take a walk on your lunch break and you eat at your desk, you know, later so you can have a little bit of food, making sure that you take that time to actually get out and get some 
ideally some exercise, but even if you don't exercise, just physically leaving and going somewhere else. Um, if you have to run to the grocery store or you need to pick something up or drop something off at the post office, just get out. Okay. Even 15 minutes can really do a lot of just getting out and separating. All right. The second tip I have is to be proactive in setting goals and objectives for the breaks that you know that you're going to have. For example, nap time. When I'm caring for her full-time in the summers, that's when I (laughs) really cherish those nap times. And I really hope that she would sleep for a long time because that was my break. Um, But sometimes if you don't plan ahead for those breaks, then you're going to sit down and you're just going to be like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. There's so many things I want to do. And then you end up doing nothing (laughs) productive and it doesn't have to be, you know, getting the laundry done or doing the dishes, cleaning the house, do something for yourself, whether it's for 45 minutes or maybe your baby sleeps for as long as 90 minutes, or maybe you get multiple naps a day. Make sure that you do something that is fun for you. If it's a workout video um, on YouTube or maybe going outside and reading a book, doing any of those things is great. But the better that you plan it, the more you get to use that time that you have. So let's do the workout video, for example. You know that your baby is going to have a nap that day. So when you get a chance, uh, maybe in the evening before, okay, ideally you do things you plan the night before. So The night before, you can be scrolling on your phone on YouTube, picking a video that you already, that you want to do. You bookmark that video or you have it ready on your phone, lay out your workout clothes, have everything ready so you have the least amount of friction to once that baby is asleep, you walk over to your room, you change your clothes, you pop up that YouTube video that you saved and you get to work. It it sounds simple, but it really does save a lot of time. And you know that every minute counts when it comes to nap time. So tip number two, make sure that you set goals and objectives for the breaks that you know are coming. All right, number three, and I've got four of them. Plan for different types of time for yourself. Uh, There are times in the day where I can be partially present with the little one, and there are times where I want to give her full attention. It's important to me that I feel that I am doing something actively with her and interacting with her and doing eye contact and talking, doing mini lessons on the floor with her toys. But there's only so much time I can I can mentally do that with her. When I'm with her all day or even for half the day, we'll usually go for a walk. And this is where you can be partially engaged, right? So they are outside, they're in the stroller, they are taking in the environment, it's it's a great opportunity to pop in a podcast and listen to um, put on your favorite soundtrack and listen to some music have a phone conversation with a friend that you haven't checked in with a while think about where you can be partially present and where you can be fully present because then you're going to be able to to feel good about being partially present because you already know you committed to being fully present. I hope that makes sense. Uh, just being fully engaged for a certain amount of time in the day allows you to kind of step back and be partially engaged later um, when you really don't need to be like during a walk or something. There's a couple of resources that I have. Uh, I mentioned podcasts before. I'm an avid podcast listener. You might be listening to this on a walk right now. Find a podcast that you like to do. Even plan ahead on what you want to listen to. 
have a playlist ready to go so that you're not spending time picking songs because all that takes away from the enjoyment of the moment. There is a free app called the Libby app that my mother-in-law told me about. I love it because audiobooks are not cheap. And here you can actually check out audiobooks for free on your phone and it's and it's excellent. So check out the Libby app if you like to listen to audiobooks. I've listened to many books on walks just to take a break from either podcasts or music um, and just escape in a good story. Also, you can join in conversations with your friends, you know, plan a conversation in advance. Say, hey, I'm going to call you between this this time or this time, or hey, I'm about to go for a walk. Are you good to talk? But Clubhouse is also an app that you can, that you can engage with people on the go. You can also just listen to conversations and you don't need to participate in them. But Clubhouse is an audio only platform where you can pick a room that is the topic is interesting to you. And this is all virtual, of course, but uh, you you jump into a room and you have speakers that are talking about whatever the room is themed around. And you can maybe even jump on stage and give your input, or you can just listen in. But this is something that I found really nice to do, especially when I was nursing or, I could, or doing the dishes um, or just kind of stuck in one spot. Clubhouse was a great way to have that social interaction that you may be craving if you are with a baby all day. When you become aware of the different times that you have during the day for breaks, then you can kind of self-assess your different levels of brain power throughout the day. I noticed that when I planned certain things during certain times of the day based on brain power, I was able to get a lot more done and a lot more things that I enjoyed to do. For example, I'm way more productive in the morning. This allowed me to do the tougher tasks, I guess mentally tougher tasks earlier in the day and get those done. I quickly noticed once uh, four o'clock hits, I'm pretty spent. And so I plan specific things that uh, adjust to my brain power. So in the morning, I'll do all those mentally challenging things. I will get a lot of work done. Um, All of those tasks that involve me to stay focused. And then Later in the second half of the day, I'll try and plan things that don't involve a lot of thinking or planning, like going to the park, going for a walk, trying again to get out of the house. It's really hard. I admit, like I could probably spend every day inside and that is not normally how I, how I used to be. I think just the exhaustion, you just want to stay where it's comfortable. And home has gotten really comfortable, unfortunately for me, because I think that's kept me from from really doing a lot of healthier things. So I encourage myself to get out, to actually go somewhere, to take the baby and and go somewhere. Um, Recently, it's been a lot of Costco trips or the grocery store or going to the park, but I'm trying to increase the complexity of those trips a bit going to um, a further park, going to places like nature centers or um, different, just different places where it's engaging for me and also engaging for them. So more on that later. All right. Finally, I kind of touched on this a bit. Number four, do things that make you feel good and stand your ground because it's very easy to get wrapped up in the mom guilt of, okay, well, any bit of free time I have should be spent with my child or doing something for somebody else. 
you need to stop thinking that because I can tell you from experience from the time I wrote this blog post, I could tell like when I write things, I write in the moment and I write with emotion and I could tell from, from reading this post that I, I was hurting. I was, I was feeling like I could not find time for myself and I needed to sit down and actually write out, how am I going to make time for myself? And doing that and actually taking action on it, I can tell you now, since taking action, that things are so much better now. Doing things like writing out goals and mapping out what I wanted to do with my time and, uh, and how I wanted to use it. What were some things, problems that I wanted to solve? So getting more exercise, I wanted to be creative. I wanted to create things. I wanted to, to connect with people. I wanted to, to build stronger relationships with friends. So setting some goals and then mapping out how, what do you need to get there? And then finding time for that. Or if you can't find time, make time, schedule it out, talk with your partner, talk with anybody who may be helping with childcare and let them know that you need this much time at this day. And you can always share time. So if you have a partner, then actually plan out a time where, okay, during this weekend, I would like to have this amount of time to do this thing. And then return the favor. So you would take the baby so that they can go and get out and do what they need to do. But making sure that you are doing things that feel good and that you are making time um, for. Taking a shower is not your me time. That is just a basic life necessity. So that's one, one thing I used to just love taking a shower because it was the one break that I had when she was, when she was very little, when before three months old, when I was by myself with her. So that that's not okay. (laughs) I'm telling you now, you need to talk with people and find a way to make that purposeful time for yourself. And in the post I am referencing to in this episode that you can check out at the wandermomdiaries.com blog, uh, I'll link to that in the description here. But I talk about a purpose compass (laughs) a little bit here. And this is where you would actually just grab some sticky notes, grab a poster board, grab a piece of paper, grab a notebook, whatever, and just write down, have fun, grab some fun colored pens and just put like a vision board down on paper. When you write things down, you're more and more likely to follow through with those. And that's a good thing. So putting things that you like to do, like, do you like to meditate? Do you like to work out? Do you like to draw? Do you like to paint? Do you like to talk with people? Do you like to go for a hike? Do you like to write blog posts like me and build websites? And, you know, everybody has their thing. So write down all the things that you enjoy doing, what makes you feel fulfilled, what makes you feel happy and, and just start connecting dots into, okay, how much time do I have in the day on average? What does my week look like? Where can I plan and in? Maybe I can talk with my partner and they can take the baby for this day and I can go do this. Just getting your thoughts organized and getting it out on paper is a great way for you to take all that that's in your head and just put it somewhere where you can start reflecting and building a plan. Just a quick recap on four ways that you can strategically make time for yourself. Number one, physically remove yourself from the scene. Number two, set goals and objectives for the breaks that you know are going to be coming. 
Number three, plan for different types of time for yourself. And finally, number four, do things that make you feel good and stand your ground when it comes to defending that time for yourself. Don't give in. Make sure that you you give value and you give you protect that time for yourself because you need it. All right. So I hope that this episode was helpful for you. I'd like to end by being sure to acknowledge that you get rewarded for being a mother every day with the joys of your smiling children and feeling that you're making a positive difference in your life. And that feeling of purpose is invaluable, but it should not replace your identity of who you were before becoming a mother. So if you're feeling a bit lost, exhausted, or hopeless when it comes to finding time for yourself, please know that you're not alone. And hopefully day by day and break by break, your mind will start to clear up from this fog of motherhood and will allow for more clarity to shine through. Thanks for listening to this episode on the Water Mom Diaries podcast. If you found it valuable, please don't hesitate to give a rating and review on your podcast app. It really helps the podcast get discovered. And if that happens, then more moms can get some support and help. So thanks again and have a great day, Wander Mom. taking the time to join in on this episode on the Wander Mom Diaries podcast. If you'd like a clear and concise resource for the main points of this episode, check out my blog at www.wandermomdiaries.com. Easy to remember, right? Additionally, on the blog, you will find stories and support for adventurous mothers like yourself. And since we are usually listening on the go or while multitasking, you can resort to this blog for notes so that you can remember to use this helpful information when you need it. You can also subscribe to the email list and you will automatically be notified of when new blog posts and podcasts are posted. Thanks for your support. We are all here to help each other. So if you're a fellow Wander Mom who would like to share your story on the podcast, reach out to me in the DMs on Instagram at Wander Mom Diaries or email me at WanderMomDiaries at gmail.com. I would absolutely love to hear your story. Thanks again for tuning in and don't be afraid to explore away, Wander Moms.